Howdy, partner. That's it. Cool. Yeah. I don't, Howdy, I don't Patrick. Did, did you count with your fingers? I didn't know when to when to bop in there. I did count with my fingers. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Uh, welcome back to two guys. Thanks. Is, All right. Is it? Is it still called that? It's still called oh. Two Guys. We still have the same logo. It's still the same two guys living oh, living know, very different lives since we began this podcast. You know, I didn't bring a whole lot of clothing over here, but one of the shirts that I definitely did not leave behind is my Two Guys t-shirt. Have you worn your Two Guys t-shirt out in public in Korea? Yes. Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Has anybody recognized you as Patrick of Two Guys <laughs> fame? You know, it's actually not as big over here, if you can believe that. <laughs> um, so, uh, no, not too many people have uh, have caught the reference, but uh, but no, I, I wear it proudly still. Do you wear yours in Durham? Uh, occasionally. I definitely got rid of about 50% of my t-shirts when I moved, and that was one of the t-shirts that did not lose out in the moving battle. I kind of have a feeling that you've literally never worn it one time other than the time that we wore them both on Christmas. Uh, that's not true. I bet I it's almost true. I won't say I've worn it f- with frequency, but it's certainly would, more than one time. Would you say that it's more or less than ten times? Less. That sickens me. <laughs> this podcast... I wear mine like... I wear mine like once every two weeks. I think this podcast is now how many, like three years old, two years old? Uh, I don't know. Um, probably like two, right? It started when we were both, I just want to give some background on the podcast because that's usually what we do, Patrick. I don't know if you remember that, but it started All when right. we were both single men living in downtown Durham, enjoying the... Uh, life of two young bachelors since then you've moved to korea to become a teacher and i have gone to and graduated from business school and now am living with a lady so very different lives these days i can't believe i can't believe that this is the first that i'm hearing that you actually moved in with the lady like how did i not know that well you live in korea yeah but we still talk like every day (laughs) In my defense, you don't usually pay great. That's not a very good. That's not a very good excuse. You don't usually pay great attention to the text thread. That's because it's usually over my head and/or boring. Okay, well, I'm sorry that at some point this was said and you found it boring. Um, that was definitely never said. I would have remembered that. It's just interesting to see how far our lives have come since those days. I've. I'm waking up. One of my goals before I turned 30, which I was listening to back on an episode called Carl the other day. Um, oh boy, Carl. Nice. <laughs> and one of my goals before I turned 30 was to get back to waking up early every day. And I've kind of done that. Like now if I sleep till like eight, that's a really late day for me. And I was thinking back to when you and I were living together and I was going to bed at like two or three every night, waking up at like 10 or 11. It's just such a different time in my life. Yeah, but I think everybody needs one or two, or in my case, like six or seven of those years, you know? Um, That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so, we'll, uh, uh, we'll get more into, like, life updates and stuff like that later. Um, let's do... Let's just catch people up on, like, recent 
recent developments in your life and then later we'll do some like forward-looking life discussion so give me some recent recent developments how are the children learning in korea how is your teaching going uh teaching is you know what uh the first few months it was quite the learning process and you know not knowing how to teach is and being a teacher just like from day one is pretty stressful but uh, i've gotten the hang of it i mean i can pretty much do it like pretty well um and uh i you know go in and feel pretty comfortable pretty confident good enough to like have fun at work when i'm just goofing around with kids so uh no it's, it's actually like I, I didn't i wasn't quite sure how much fun i was going to be able to have in the classroom but uh it's you know it's getting a lot better i mean it, it, you know it, it's like anything really it just takes time but uh teaching's good man it's pretty pretty solid pretty mm-hmm. solid time could you not to get into more future discussions because that's what we're going to do later but could you see yourself doing it for a long time like are you having enough fun i'm not sure i've ever known you to be in a job where you felt like you could do it for a long time do you feel that way about teaching no not at all okay will you ever feel that way about a job probably not okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay fair enough do you think that your children are benefiting from their time in the classroom with you no not at all okay good but it makes it. But they keep paying money, and it makes their parents happy. So, have you had like a job review or anything? Yeah, uh, I we actually have like for the purpose of um, resigning and getting raises and things within the company. They actually have a, like a ranking system for teachers, like uh, based on like the amount of work that you do and how well your students rate you and um, how well you like score in different categories and stuff and we have uh 26 teachers at my branch of my school and the rankings came out a few weeks ago and i was ranked fourth so suck on that everyone else congratulations yeah not sure i like the uh forced ranking strategy of performance management but well at least you're doing well well, that's just how things are in Korea. Everything's based on rankings here, like for their society. It's extremely competitive. And like, we don't really care about that, but like they, their man, our Korean management assumes that that's also how we assign value to things. So they just do it that way. Hmm. Cause there are com- I mean, there are companies who do it here and they have had varying levels of success with like GE probably being the most prominent one, but it's not. It's generally not a very progressive way of doing performance management, but I guess maybe it's more of a cultural thing in Korea. Yeah, it's literally, this is the way that this nation operates. Like, they, everything in school, in life, in your job, everything is some sort of contest here. Um, and that, you know, the, I like, we, as teachers, like, we don't assign much value to that. The only reason it affects us at all is if we decide we want to resign and we want to raise and then they could turn around and be like oh well you were ranked like 25th we don't want to give you any more money hmm. but then if it's like oh you were ranked higher like yeah we'll pay you more um that's the only that's the only thing that it will affect for us so it's like in your best interest to be in the top half if you think you're going to want to like go higher in the company has uh has being a teacher given you any broader opinions about like the education system particularly like do you think about like your time at DA or your time at App State and like think about how you would change things in the US to make our education system better or do you just want to teach your kids how to spell and move on with your life? Uh, I'm very much 
much in the second part of that category. Uh, I just want to get my job done and have the kids not hate me and not. I, I want to not be the worst part of their day because the kids here are put through the freaking ringer, dude. Like they go to school and they go like I teach at this thing called an academy, which is an after school school. And these kids, most of them are going to two academies per day after school every day of the week and Saturdays. Uh, like they're always at school, like whether it's English or math or science or instrument, or if they're lucky, they might get to go to a sports academy one day. Uh, so these kids are just fried all the time. So like my entire goal is just to not be the worst part of their day. Hmm. Um, so like I would, I, I feel extremely lucky to have gone through the education system in America compared to this one, because there's also, according to the kids at school, only three universities in Korea that will bring their family like honor or whatever. Um, so like the competition to get into these three universities, yeah. uh, two of, two of them being Seoul is like, is, is outrageous. So like the fact that we could like kind of coast through school, I mean, you could try hard if you wanted, but like, at the end of the day, you're going to get into some college and it doesn't really matter which one you get into. Like, that's not at all how it is here. Like it's from the time they get like into elementary school, it's just pedal to the metal. I mean, balls to the wall. Like you have to beat every kid in the room with you. Hmm. So let's tell the people a little bit about what they want to hear and tell, give an update on your romantic life in Korea. Oh, it's zero. Did we want to hear about that? There's no. <laughs> That's funny because I feel like I get a text from you like once a week claiming that you've fallen in love and or met your future wife. So I'm confused oh, why yeah. well, it's this, zero. This, that's true. This past work, this past weekend, I went. Uh, a few of my friends and I went to this squirt gun fight festival, which was very <laughs> fun. I don't know if you saw my Snapchats, uh, but uh, while we were there, we uh, I I. Made, well met this um, very beautiful uh, German uh, girl who ended up coming out with us later that night and uh, unfortunately she was passing through on her way to Taiwan but uh, most beautiful eyes I've ever ever seen in my entire life I would have married her on the spot but she's one of those world traveler for some reason people so uh, yep probably never see her again but it was a pretty great day hmm. okay I'm going against the structure that I said earlier because I want to know more about your future are you do you think you're going to resign at the same school, or are you still thinking about moving? Because I know you talked about Vietnam. You talked about you talked about a couple going to a couple different places to teach. You talked about Saudi Arabia briefly. I'm curious what your yeah. plan is. True, true. Um, yeah, I mean, so I uh, I have to give my my current school like a definitive answer in sometime in the next five weeks because um, my contract is here. I'm here for sure through. November, but uh, I do need to let them know whether or not I will resign uh, before then. And uh, I think I've definitively ruled out staying at my current school, mm. um, just because I do like the job. I have a pretty good situation. I make good money, and I the people I work for and with are all very nice. And um, I really actually don't mind my job, but it is a good bit of work. And there are, uh, you know, if I'm going to do a job that I'm like 
ho-hum about i want more free time and like more opportunity to travel and stuff so there are other schools that would allow for that in korea and if i do stay in korea i would rather have a job like that that being said i think that um the most likely scenario still would be that i moved to vietnam hmm. interesting interesting okay you i, think you'll, I have I, you think I have you'll ever come back to durham uh yeah i don't know I mean, i'm just talking about like to durham, visit Oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I actually probably might um, at the end of the year. Cool. Um, yeah, but uh, I, I do think that um, I will be back. I've, I've also been considering other things like an American return if I don't go to Vietnam and grad school. I've kind of vaguely started that whole thing again. Interesting. Um, I like where your head's going here. Yeah, you would. Yeah, you, you would. You brain boy. Well, whenever you um, figure it out, let's uh, let's break the news about your future on two guys so that everybody can know. Other thousands of listeners can know what your plans are. Yeah. Well, I know they've all been chomping at the bit to get inside my head, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm juggling three or four things. We'll we'll know we'll know uh, more definitively in about three or four weeks, probably. Are you still playing but, hockey? Yeah, I am still playing hockey. I'm ball hockey's in the off season, but I'm playing ice hockey right now. I'm actually playing on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I've like I found a a team that plays twice a week, so I uh, I've been going to play some ice. Nice, mostly Canadians. Uh, Can- uh, yeah, mostly Canadians, a couple American dudes, a couple Koreans. Cool. Um, so in the most obvious segue ever let's start let's talk a little bit of uh hurricanes off season oh baby this is what i'm here for are you are you feeling good about things no not at all are you really not i feel great about things other than the goaltending situation i feel really good about our roster uh okay the i mean how many times has an off season started with that exact sentence so the nice the thing, the nice thing about this offseason is that I think about half of our team is going to be different next year from what it was on opening night last year, which is the type of wholesale change that I feel like we need, and it's probably going to be more once we trade Skinner and Falk. So I like the youth movement. I like trying something different, and I'm glad that we're fi- we're finally doing it. I agree. Okay, that's true. I mean, there's some guys that had to go. Let's say. Uh, you know, Bill Peters had to go. Uh, Derek Ryan had to go. Um, you know, Cam Ward. I, Cam Ward had to go. Thank you. Um, I was. I, I mean, the big thing that's happened so far is the uh, Lindholm and Hannafin trade yep. for uh, Dougie Hamilton, uh, Michael Furland, and Adam Fox. Are you against that even, trade? Um, I've gone back and forth about it in my head probably like 10 times, and I think that I will continue to flip-flop on it. Interesting. Um, I'm a big, big fan of what we did with that trade. I, it, Honestly, that trade to me comes down to, do you believe that Elias Lindholm is going to reach his potential or not? And, okay, I, and I, I don't think that he is. There, there are a lot of elements to that trade, so let's break it down, all right? So... Um, We'll talk first. We'll, we'll talk first about the guys that we sent. All right, the guys we sent: Noah Hannafin, who's 21, mm-hmm. uh, was an all-star defenseman this past year, and let's let's 
be straight about that. He was an all-star because every team has to have one representative. Correct. He probably was not like an on-paper or on-ice eye test all-star. On paper, he was probably not even our best defenseman. Uh, well, Slavin, right. uh, he might have been our highest scoring defenseman, though. I want to say he had like 10 goals and 20-something assists. Like He was probably in our top two or – he had to be our top two or three scoring defenseman. Sure, but we've replaced him with a better scoring defenseman, so that's fine. You're tr- that's true. Uh, so, like, so Hannafin, though, was a uh, fifth overall pick. Let's say, I mean, he, my point was he's probably, he's probably solidified himself as, like, a top four NHL guy on, you know, most rosters, I would, I would argue. Yep. Um, and he's 21, which most defensemen in the world who are 21 are yet to sniff an NHL roster. So yep. he's still, like, in that sense, ahead of the curve in terms of development. Um, and then the other guy, Elias Lindholm, he's, he's got to be, what, 22, 23? Yeah. Um, skill guy. Okay, maybe, yeah, maybe maybe 24. Um, skill guy, never quite panned out, probably never had quite the right situation with us to really do what he should have been doing uh, best. But, you know, um, good player. He'll... He'll he'll continue to produce at you know at least a moderate level, but um, so those are the two guys we sent. Um, both like very, I would say Hannafin's ceiling is still very very high, mm-hmm. um, and Lindholm still has a high ceiling. Um, and then you get back, so you get back Dougie Hamilton, who is I want to say twenty five. Yeah. So he's he's like four years older than uh, four years older than uh, Hannafin. Definitely the better player right now. Yep. Like no question. I, I mean, would say he's he already like, reached a very high ceiling. He's yeah yeah he, like you like you would probably if if Hannafin develops into a player who is as good as Dougie Hamilton, you'll be very happy. Like he Correct. would be very happy. Yep. Like that's right. So like you basically we basically I, I mean in that sense it doesn't hurt us. Um, and then Furland is actually a guy who has outproduced Lindholm. Yeah. But. That's because he's been playing on a line with Goudreau and Monaghan, yes. who are two like extra skill guys. Yes. Um, and you got to think that if Lindholm slots into that line, he'll probably put up more points than Furland did. I don't um, see any way that Furland is a twenty goal scorer on our roster, but I think he brings a type of game that we haven't had in a couple of years, which I appreciate. He right, you didn't right, and and to be fair, Lindholm was also not a twenty goal scorer on our roster. Correct. So like. Like, that's not really, you know, like, the point is, like, no matter what, Monaghan and Goudreau are going to make the guy on their wing look good. Like, right. that's just going to happen. Um, but here, here, okay, and then, and then of course, like, the people, the thing that people are saying wins or loses the trade is Adam Fox, who, um, defenseman at Harvard, like, he's a stud, like, he's, he was on the world junior team, quarterback's power play. Like, he's going to be an NHL guy most likely. He's a little undersized. Isn't he, like, 5'8"? Um, yeah. Like, I think a he's a compar- lot undersized. Yeah. Like, a good comparison would be, like, a Ryan Ellis type of guy. Um, little undersized, plays defense. Like, he's one of those guys, like, you're not quite sure. Like, can he handle the NHL? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Um, you know, even Ryan Murphy at the time, I hate making that comparison. But, Yikes. you know. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, 
but I think Fox has probably like got a better head on his shoulders than Ryan Murphy does, or at least I hope I, I like to think so. Um, the downside of that is he is in a position where he can probably just wait out his contract and then sign wherever he wants. Um, Doesn't sound like, like he's going to do that. I know Calgary was worried he's going to do that. It sounds to me like he will sign with us on a somewhat reasonable time frame. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to say anything that hints at that during development camp, but um, you never know. Unless we're going to, unless Harvard, you know, busts early this year and he decides that he's done with college hockey and comes and plays our last like five or six games for us or whatever. Yeah. Or if we make the playoffs and he's like, I want to get in the playoffs right now. Um, like maybe. Um, but here's, anyway, here's, here's my worry about this trade. Um, I think, I think Lindholm and Furland basically a wash you know i think that's kind of a wash um and then if you look at the hannafin for hamilton uh hannafin hasn't quite panned out yet he i would say odds are he will i would say he probably will be an elite defenseman two or three years down the road and dougie hamilton already is one for sure like great but if you look at Dougie Hamilton, like he's 25, he's already been traded twice. Um, he was like a blue chip, can't miss prospect, like came into Boston when he was like 19, was already really freaking good, and then Boston traded him away for some nonsense that we're not really sure why. Like you don't trade those guys if there's nothing wrong. And then he plays in Calgary. And, like, plays really well. I mean, I think he had 17 goals last year and, like, a bunch of points. And then they let him go? Like, like what's up with that? Like, what? what's he – what's that all about? Like, I, like it's, it's like they didn't want to hang on to him for some reason that we don't know. Yeah, I don't – I just don't buy the I, – I don't buy the narrative. I mean, by all accounts, there's no – there are no issues there. I, I just don't. I think people are. I think people are looking for a reason to say why it doesn't make sense. I mean, teams teams trade I, young it, it makes, stars like that all the time. That's that's what you get value for. But if you're Calgary, do, you trade them to get upside. They do, but like not typically defensemen as much because they're so much harder to predict and develop. Like if you like the best Calgary can hope for is that Hannafin can develop into a Dougie Hamilton, and they're going to have to pay him. Like, they're going to have to shell out some money. They already had Dougie Hamilton for, like, four years at a pretty reasonable cap hit, you know? Like, I just – it's – I don't know. I, like, and, and you're right. Like, there's no – there's nothing out there that suggests that he's not a good dude, like, or that, that there's any, any, any merit to that argument. But it's just – it's just something that doesn't, like, quite sit right with me. To me, Calgary made an upside play. They took on the two players who have the highest potential in the trade – well, not, not necessarily. They took on the defenseman with higher potential, and they took on the forward with higher potential, both of whom are worse than or maybe in Lindholm's case as good as their counterpart now. They took on a future potential trade, and we took on two sure NHL things because we need some stability right now. So well, I, think it okay, makes, I think it makes a ton of sense for both teams. Well, the other element to that is that uh, for, within 48 hours before that trade happening, we had offered both of those guys, because they're both RFAs, we'd offered both of those guys contract extensions, and they said no, and then rather than negotiate, we just shipped them out. Yeah. Like, that's that, like, 
Dundon uh, leadership, like that, okay, it's my way or the highway type thing, which I guess is good, but, like, it kind of scares me a little bit, too. I mean, like, because we have a new GM, and he's like, okay, like, this is the style that my owner wants. Uh, If I don't adhere to it, I'm out the door, too. So, like, I now have to take this, like, I have to adopt this persona of, like, okay, I'm just hard-ass, like, uh, new style management, you know, GM, and uh, I don't know. It, it kind of seems like he's sort of burning some bridges around the league. I don't me. see. I don't see that as much. And part of one of the encouraging signs to me, or I guess two encouraging signs, was like Peter Mrazek was one of the better goalies on the free agent market. And That's because the free agent goalie it was market terrible. Was shit I agree. This year. But Calvin DeHaan was one of the better defensemen on the free agent market, and we signed both of them. Those are not like. Usually you don't see us signing the better free agents at their positions immediately after the free agent period opens. So to me, that, sh- that shows a positive perception as to how people are viewing us and our ownership and our general manager right now. That's true, but also DeHaan is coming off of a big injury year. I think he played like 20 games last year. Sure, but he, I mean, he's um, still one of the... One of, if not the best defenseman who was on the market the day after the trade, the day after the free agent period opened. That's true. That that signing legit came out of nowhere. Like I can't, I couldn't believe that one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, like a lot of me is just playing devil's advocate right now because I know you're so positive on the Canes. Yeah. Um, well, the goal. I, just, I mean, the goalie situation worries the worries me to no end. To I mean, that right, and, terrifies me. Right. Right, and like that's that's like that's the main thing. I mean, if you can't, I, I don't care how good our roster is. If we have two subpar goalies, we're not yeah. making the playoffs. Yeah. We are going to need one of the goalies in our system eventually to be good, and that is kind of w- what our future hinges on. Right, and like, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, it just it, we'll have to see how it shakes out. It's a crap that, shoot. That's the main. Yeah, it, it it it. The rest of the roster straight up does not matter if neither of our goalies can stop a puck. But that said, we still have Skinner and Falk, both of whom we're going to trade more than likely. And if you could get a goal yeah. out of that, that would be phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, a Falk trade is – we have to. We're not going to pay somebody $4.2 million to play on the third line. I would – I don't know. I Skinner, I would say, is before the season probably not going to happen. Yeah. Um, all right, let's transition away from the Canes and talk briefly about Bye, Canes. Liter- literature. Um, literature. We broached, mm. the, we broached the subject yesterday with uh, Peter and Rollins about having a yep. having a friend book club. Um, yeah, Rollins wanted to call into the podcast. Where'd, we, where'd, we, land, where'd we land on that? And we'll get him in sometime soon. We're going to do an episode with Peter sometime soon. Uh, Now that I'm living with Mia, I'm going to try to get her on the episode sometime soon. Oh my gosh, would she do that? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting. I thought she was. I thought she was vehemently opposed to being uh, to being associated with us at all. Yeah, well, she can hear this right now, so. Oh, hi, Mia. (laughs) Um, So I remember one time you wouldn't let me say her name on the podcast. I think that was like that was like before we were dating. I think (laughs) I had I had no, it wasn't. I had to like put it in code, and then uh, now I think she knows she's somewhat stuck with me, considering I'm currently freeloading off her apartment. Um, By the way, can can oh, wait, wait, time out? Can all of us who know Kyle Muma just revel in the fact that he's currently a freeloader? Like that actually is the nicest thing I've heard today. 
<laughs> so, have you read any good books lately, Patrick, that we should begin our book club discussion with? Here's the thing, Kyle. Uh, most of the books in this country are written in, like, this other language. Mm. And I'm not that good at reading it. <laughs> could we? Is there an address that we could send you some books to? My address is extremely long and complicated, okay. and it costs about a billion dollars to send anything over here. Right. But I appreciate the sentiment. There are. I mean, I could go out and find books. I was I gonna can, say there, there I mean, must be an American bookshop there. There, yeah, there's books. I just I've been lazy about it. I've been I've been Netflixing pretty hard lately, so. All right, so Patrick's out on the book club concept. Never mind. No, I'm I'm in on it. I just <laughs> you know I'll have to I'll need some recommendations and I'll need to uh, to find a, a reliable book. I guess I could like find books on G Market or something. G Market? What is that like the Amazon of Korea? Uh, yes, sir. Except it's much worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. I'm sorry. Sad state of yeah, affairs. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll table we'll table the book club discussion until you have read a good book because it's not any fun when you haven't read a good book. Right. Well, I mean, if you've read a good book, you can tell me about. I mean, I'm all, I'm all ears. What are the best books that I've read lately? Um, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, Marty Dempsey's book, Radical Who's Inclusion. That? He's the former chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. I don't know um, what that is. It is the basically he commanded all of the American military for a time. The like the the Ar- the Joint Chiefs is made up of the Army, the Navy, the Marines. Everybody reports into the Joint Chiefs. He was the chair of that. Uh, he was chair of the Joint Chiefs staff, so he was essentially the so highest got- ranking military official. So, um, so what was his book about? He wrote a book about like the modern leadership landscape and how things have changed and there are some like leadership principles that he thinks are the same as they've always been and some that change based on new uses of technology and how ideology is spread and how we're politically divided and um, so it's basically a commentary on leadership in the modern world. Um, based on his experience in the Middle East and as chair of Joint Chief of Staff working for Obama predominantly. Um, So interesting, interesting read with some interesting stories. He is actually now the chairman of USA Basketball. So I got to know him a little bit through uh, his connection to Coach K. Uh, I think I blacked out during that. Um, You know, it's weird. Hmm. How come if you're in a position of power, you're like the chair? Shouldn't the people you're in power over be the chairs and you should sit on them? <laughs> great great point. Really good. You should I write mean, a book about that and then we can review it for our, for our leadership <laughs> class. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, um, who named this position? It's, it's, it's silly. It's true. I also read uh, Reggie Love's book recently. Uh, Reggie played basketball and football at Duke, and then I know who Reggie Love is. Was Obama's body man for from like '07 to '13. Uh, body man. It's the name. That's what they call his role. Body man. Is it? Yep. I thought it was bodyguard. No, it's body man. He's not. He's not security. That's he's, a little sexist. 
sexist. Well, they've all been men, so we should try to change that. Um, he had some really interesting yeah. stories also from his experience working on the campaign trail also, with Obama and then with the presidency. I threw that comment in there for Maddie. Hi, Maddie. <laughs> That's good. How's Maddie doing? It's good How to appeal to the audience. Uh, How are the Moomas? The Moomas are good. I went and uh, did a Charlotte, Charlotte trip a couple weeks back with Mia. Now we, that makes me homesick. We stayed uh, stayed in Sam and Kevin's new townhome. Oh, boy. Uh, had a lovely time. Oh, boy. They're good. I'm going to see them again. I'll actually see your sister in August as well. I'm going to the Taylor Swift concert in Atlanta. You're going to a Taylor Swift concert with my sister? Uh-huh. And my sister. Boy. <laughs> Boy, we'll probably do flywheel while we're I, there too. I don't know whether to be jealous or just disgusted, but mostly <laughs> I'm mostly I'm mostly jealous actually. Um, I I know you like Taylor Swift. You can't hide that uh, anymore. I mean, I like the thing is I only know about like six of her songs. I know. Um, Maddie's good. Maddie's in Maddie's interning for the U.S. Attorney's Office in Seattle this summer. I'm actually going to visit her next week. Wow, all the way to Seattle, but you know, can't make a little little trip over to SK, can ya? <laughs> Slightly different price on those flights, there, buddy. Slightly different uh, price on the Seattle flight versus the Seoul flight. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I guess you're right. But I've been keeping my eye on flights uh, this summer. I've got a pretty good work schedule this summer, so next couple of weeks I'm gonna jet over to. I'm going to this mud festival thing next week, which I'm pretty amped on but uh after that i'm gonna pick a weekend and go to japan nice cool yeah uh i've i've been i've kept one eye on the flights over there to see if maybe it would make sense for me to come in august or september sometime when i'm not doing much before i start work Uh, well september i'm gonna be in thailand oh well i would meet you in thailand then more than likely yes thailand will be very fun um so yeah i start work in october it'll be an interesting time in my life Oh yeah, that's right. You're gonna be like employed again. Contri- yeah, you're gonna be. What's it been like three years since you've <laughs> contributed to society? More or less, yeah. I'm actually yeah. working on a new company right now, Patrick. Do you have any interest oh, in that? Your uh, your uh, postgraduate athlete development company. Student athlete career development. You got it. You want to come back to America and work for my company? Uh. Do you have any use for me at your company? Sure, we could find a role for you. Would you ever work for me? Um, only if there were no performance reviews <laughs> and, <laughs> and I had a company credit card with no questions <laughs> asked. <laughs> All right, I think you're fired before you're even uh, hired. <laughs> Damn. Actually, I would cons- I would consider it if you could find a, a place for little old me among your ranks, but I, I can't imagine that I would have any skills that would be worth contributing to give me, your company. Give me a couple years at Deloitte. You keep messing around in Asia teaching kids how to have the best part of their day, and uh, maybe by that point I'll have a job for you. Uh, do you want to hear a funny story about what happened in class the other day? Yeah, we're 35 minutes in, so let's close with a funny Patrick teaching story. Okay, cool. This is actually pretty funny. Um, is this the so, one from the uh, quiz that I saw? No, that was a different story. <laughs> that actually, yeah, that was that was pretty messed up. <laughs> Whatever happened with that? Nothing. One of Patrick's children looked up a word on a spelling test that had a 
very foul definition on Urban Dictionary. Oh, it was a word oh. that Patrick had misspelled on the spelling no, test. No, 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 no. I did not make that typo. Uh, whoever, <laughs> no, no, no. Somebody made a typo on the vocabulary list, and when a kid like looked up the definition on Google, the thing that the first thing that popped up was from Urban Dictionary, and it was indeed very foul. And they just wrote it on there because they didn't know. They were like. Oh yeah, that must be what it means. And they didn't like know what the English words meant mm-hmm. that were so dirty, and they just wrote it like it was a normal thing to write on a on a piece of homework. Even mom's signature was even on there. So uh, yeah, just completely overlooked. But uh, yeah, that's a story for that's actually a little bit too rich for this podcast. Too raunchy. Um, we don't want that explicit yeah. rating. No, we don't. We don't. Uh, I I don't think I've even cursed this whole this whole episode. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. That's pretty good. That's pretty good for me. Um, anyway, uh, a couple weeks ago, like, so we have basically our terms are 13 weeks long. And in the 10th week, all the kids do this like level up test. So it's basically like a big standardized test to see if they can like go up to the next level, like if they're good enough. And then the three weeks after that, you basically just do nothing and like you still teach, but it's like very relaxed and you know, no one gives a shit. Oh, I cursed. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, like, uh, a couple weeks ago it was like it was week 13 so like there's literally it's the last week of the term there's literally nothing to teach and I'm in a classroom with like these eight middle schoolers and uh, we every week like we had to teach them vocabulary we'd have you know uh, I think 16 words a week that we would have to go through and um, you know we'd, we'd like tell them the definitions and um, describe the words and kind of put pictures with them to, to let them know what they were and I used to we, we had like time set aside to study the words and my version of studying was just like playing Pictionary with the vocabulary list mm. so we would just like go up on the board and they'd draw pictures of the words what they thought they meant and we'd guess uh, but the last week there wasn't any vocabulary to learn but I had this 20 minute time slot in the class where there was something to do so I was just like okay well We'll still like I don't want to do real stuff. Let's still play Pictionary, right? But just we'll just play with whatever. And that was a mistake because uh, the first you know four or five kids go up and they're drawing like Marvel characters or like <laughs> movies or something. And then this one kid, this kid Rookie. Oh my god, I hate this kid. Like he's a funny kid, but I hope he falls in a well. Like he's just the worst. And like I hope he. I hope he, like, walks into the woods and never comes back. Um, Why would you hope that? That's so mean. He's just, he's just, he's just such a dick. Like, he's, he's <laughs> on purpose. He's just so disruptive. And, like, he's really smart, too, so he's good at it. Like, he just, he, man, the other teacher that I share this kid with, she was like, oh, we should give this kid a award. And I was like, no, we should, like, we should put snakes in his locker. Like, <laughs> what, what are you talking so about? so mean. <laughs> um, but anyway, like, he gets up there and it's his turn to draw and he's just he just grabs the marker and he's drawing all these lines all these lines on the board going like from the very bottom to the very top and like they're all curving up at the top um and we're guessing we're guessing and he's just he's just getting frustrated he keeps on drawing all these lines and it looks like i mean it looks like a big willow tree or like a volcano exploding or something and you i'm guessing too because i don't know what they're drawing so i'm like what the hell is that man like what is that and uh he's getting like it's he's getting frustrated so he goes back and he draws this little thing at the bottom and i'm just like oh i realized what it was i was like oh no and right when i realized what it was this kid 
in the back stands up and raises raises his hand. He goes, "Teacher, teacher, sticky white water." And, <laughs> and uh, that's what it was. It was uh, he drew a big cum shot on the board. Nice, very yeah. appropriate. Yeah, fucking rookie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we'll get some more teaching stories out of you soon. We'll come back. We'll, oh, I've, uh, got some, I've got some good ones. I'm sure you do. We'll have Peter on. We'll, How we'll, would that work? Two phones? It would be easy. We could do it. I promise. We just do can a, you, uh, a three-way can you call. Conference, can you conference call? Uh, uh, I guess you can. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing on your end. We'll so make I, it work. I, I promise. Well, you'll have to do all the legwork on that one. I wasn't doubting that. Um, okay, good. It's great to hear your voice. I love you dearly. And, uh, uh, the the feeling is soon. mutual, my friend. The feeling is mutual. All right. Later, man. Goodbye, everyone. Oh, wait. Hang Bye. on. Before we leave, twoguyspod at gmail.com. Okay, great. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> hey, email us. Oh, and at two... Do we still have a Twitter? Yeah, at twoguyspod on Twitter. We do. But yeah, send us an email. Uh, I'll uh, respond because I have a lot of free time. Kind of. Oh, well. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.